You're listening to Tech Bytes, a 15-minute or so podcast that takes a quick but comprehensive look at essential technologies. Today's topic is traffic decryption, particularly how and why to do it for security and operations purposes. Our sponsor is ExtraHop, and our guest is Tom Stitt. He is Senior Director of Product Marketing and Security at ExtraHop. Tom, welcome to the podcast. So the IT industry and standards bodies have been working very hard over the past several decades to develop strong, reliable encryption. Why do we want to strip that away uh, and expose those packet payloads? Well, it really comes down to just gaining basic visibility, but even deeper than that, as all security and networking geeks like myself understand, is that the the real truth or the fundamental truth is at the packet layer. So, and mm. metadata matters. So when it comes to gaining visibility to into east-west traffic within the network, you can gain a little bit of visibility by looking at the encrypted traffic and looking at the, the packets. But to really yeah. understand and get a deeper level of both detection and analytics, you really have to decrypt that traffic to gain that visibility. It, it's getting a little confusing these days because we're seeing sort of a, a rise in these flow analyzers, which give us some visibility. And we're seeing some companies get into fingerprinting where they're looking at the packet patterns and they're able to derive some information. So there's a bunch of halfway points in this, but it is also the underlying truth is that you've got to have the packets and you've got to see the unencrypted packets to be able to have absolute source of truth, right? Well, I like the way you described that, is that there's a range of being able to look at the packets or look at the, the network traffic to be able to, to gain insights or to be able to gather uh, metadata to be able to do some analytics and machine learning and look at trending over time. But to really, as you move from basically just basic information to really to the actual packet itself, there are certain types of attacks that you just have to have visibility into the packet to really understand what's going on and be able to... Hmm reassemble that communication stream. So the full connection um, life cycle of that, of that connection to really what's going on, going on and to understand the layer seven type of yeah. communication. You've got and to see the layer seven transaction. Of, yes, exactly. But that's and not easy, right? That's, that's not simple. That's, that can be hard and risky because capturing every single packet is non-trivial and then analyzing it is much less even non-trivial. So it does get difficult when when that approach is being used from like a traditional perspective, like either at a gateway where they're um, decrypting the traffic for analysis, um, almost being a, a man in the middle type of use case. There are other applications where you can be out of band and mm. it becomes less complicated and much easier to do the decryption at line speed without impacting either the performance of the network, uh, yeah. interjecting another point of risk within the overall process uh, and, mm. and being able to provide that that broader visibility. Okay, so what we're talking about essentially is a product from ExtraHop called RevealX. It does network detection and response, and obviously it needs to be looking at packets to, to do what it's going to do. So is that how RevealX functions? Is it a man-in-the-middle device? It is not. So we are completely out of band, and we either do a span port or traffic mirroring, we get access to the network traffic, and out of band, we decrypt that traffic, do our analysis. So we never are a man-in-the-middle, a bump in the wire, so we don't interject either latency or any additional security risk to that traffic. But the challenge here is that once you're capturing those packets out of band, you're no longer in the stream. So how do you then decrypt the encrypted traffic, especially in the era of TLS 1.3, where you've got all of the modern crypto features You know that basically mean it's impossible? The old days, you used to be able to just say, here's my private key once. Well, now they have rotating private keys. So the way we've we've solved that challenge is what we call uh, secret sharing, or we use a secret sharing agent that is actually on the server or the servers that 
are communicating and are specific to the traffic that we want to decrypt. Mm -hmm. And so what that allows us to do is, is for each of those session keys for each of those connections. So the way we do it is, is pretty simple, is we use a, a secret sharing agent that is on the server or the servers that we want to be able to decrypt that traffic. And we have a PFS channel back to our appliance or our appliance that's doing the decrypting on the box. And so that allows us to have those uh, secrets for each of those sessions so that we're able to decrypt that traffic on the box and that traffic is always contained. That decrypted traffic is never shared within the, the organization. Okay, so let me read that back to you. In TLS 1.3, there's a, a feature called Perfect Forward Secrecy where, as Greg mentioned, it's creating an individual key for every session. So you're saying you've got an agent on the server that can get those individual session keys and then send it to the reveal X box so that as traffic is flowing in off a, a span or a mirror port, you can then decrypt those sessions. Exactly. And we are actually hmm. creating a perfect forward session for each of those keys. So it's a clever way of being able to share those secrets with, yeah. it's almost as if it's a secret within a secret. Yeah. And because you're capturing the packets and then you get the key later, they don't have to be immediately happening because you can just decrypt them later on. And then once it's decrypted, you throw the keys away. So you're not even giving up, like you're not, it's not a security breach to do this because you've got permission. He who owns a private key is the owner of the security. So it's your choice, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So there's not a moral issue here is what I'm, is, I'm just going to tangentially run through that one. This is on the assumption that you own the private key, then you're the owner of the system and therefore sharing the private key is perfectly legitimate and normal. So I guess the question here is how does that out-of-band decryption work? Is it straightforward? I mean, I, I just can't imagine what that looks like in the cloud. Yeah, so in the cloud, it's fairly similar. And instead of doing a band port or a tap, we're actually relying on the cloud service provider. So an AWS is the first cloud service provider to provide that traffic mirroring or what they call VPC traffic mirroring. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, we're, once again, we are out of band. So we're getting a mirror of the traffic from AWS, that encrypted traffic. And once again, having that secret sharing agent on the server gives us the keys that we need to be able to, to decrypt that traffic. At line mm. speeds. Now that's important. And I think the interesting part here is that you've, because VPCs, AWS is VPCs, and I know the other cloud providers are going to follow suit, you can now basically capture packets inside of the public clouds and feed them into your services that are public cloud based. So there's extra hop on AWS that you can now get all of the extra hop features in AWS. Exactly. So it works very similarly as it would on, in an on prem environment. But now everything is abstracted into software. The real power there is in some of the response actions. You know, once we're able to decrypt that traffic, as, as we talked about earlier, there's a list of just different types of attacks from SQL injection, brute force, database logons that you really need that layer seven and be able to see both sides of the communication. Now the, the response actions are you can directly respond into that cloud service provider fabric to either isolate that service or maybe even isolate that particular server. It's very interesting because we've see, recently seen attacks on misconfigured AWS settings. So where people have you know, gone through the identity manager and as they've instantiated stuff, they've attached permissions, but got the permissions wrong. In this case, you are actually saying because you can see the packets, you can see abuse of the service and then react to that to say, oh, hang on, the permission, something's gone wrong in the permissions. This isn't normal. And then there's something that's got to be tracked down. Exactly. And the approach that we take is in unique, and we really call it an analytics first approach. So we've talked a lot about packets and decrypting traffic. And as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of analytics and a lot of insight that you can gain. And there's really a, a range 
ultimately what we're talking about is to really do full spectrum detection, you need to be able to decrypt the packets. But there's a lot you can do before that. And so if I'm interfacing with that information, the first part, or what are the detections that I'm seeing, whether spikes in traffic or anomalous traffic, Mm -hmm. all the way down to where the specific detections that I have. And so you move from that higher level information and you move into the next level, which is validating, gaining insights and investigating. And the last thing that you gain as you're doing your investigation is what's the source of truth? So what are those packets? So there's a lot of information to be gleaned before you ever even actually get to the packet. But you've also got forensic data. So if you actually need to play this back, subject to your capture limits, um, you can also use this to play back what happened. So if you need to forensically ascertain, you know, was data extracted and prove it perhaps in a court of law, this is a reference for that. Exactly. Okay. So can you give me a sense of uh, how the process, so it sounds like you're doing real-time analytics as the packets come into the appliance, you're decrypting, you're doing an analysis. What happens then to that payload? Does it sit on the box unencrypted? So once we've done the full stream reassembly, so we've got both sides of the communication, we've gathered the, the metadata that we use for some of our machine learning analytics. A customer has the option to store those packets, not the, to re-encrypt and, and store those packets on a separate appliance or box so that those, if they want to do the investigation or analysis later, they then have access to those packets. But we no longer need those access to those packets. We've already gathered the metadata. We've already done the full stream reassembly. So we've got the records of the communication streams. We've done our detection work. So we don't continue to store those. And that's completely configurable as well. So customers can choose which protocols or which packets they want to keep, which ones they want to analyze, I think, which is critically important as it relates to regulatory, you know, HIPAA, different regulations that determine what we decrypt and what we can't. So there's a lot of configurability as it relates to both compliance and the types of data that I want to store. So you're saying if traffic's coming onto the analytics appliance, I can set up rules to say, if this looks like it's HIPAA or PCI traffic, do not decrypt. Exactly. And so part of that is for ExtraHop and RevealX, we have a very strong network analytics background. So we have a a broad set of protocols that we support. And so just that uh, protocol identification, and then also being able to set rules and triggers on which ones I want to decrypt on, what are, uh, if I see a particular type of traffic, I can decrypt that traffic uh, and let everything else. And the beauty there is that even though we may not be decrypting, we're only decrypting some types of traffic, we're analyzing all that traffic, at least from the, the packet header mm. perspective, gaining some of that metadata. So you can still use metadata analysis, even if you're not un- unlocking the whole thing. Exactly, as we talked about earlier, you know, other flow analysis, you know, that's where they stop the the ability to gather some of that metadata. And they're making pretty broad inferences as it relates to security. And some of the, the unintended consequences with that is can be a high rate of false positives. So that's where we can do both the initial level of analytics, then also decrypt and get down to that layer seven analytics. And just to, to clarify on that uh, sensitive traffic issue, am I do I have to rely on like the packet broker or whatever I'm getting the traffic mirrored from to have some smarts to say to tag some kind of traffic and say don't decrypt this or is that all done by the extra hop appliance? Uh, everything is done by extra hop. All we need is to either with the packet broker or through a span port or traffic mirroring is to get access to the packets. We do the decryption on box at line speeds, do the full state reassembly. And then once we've gathered our metadata and the the records that we need for 
analysis, unless the customer wants to store those packets, we no longer uh, hold on to those packets. Okay, so it's just to the packet broker or to the, the port, just give me everything and we'll figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> okay, that simplifies things, I guess. <laughs> it does, it makes it a lot. And we're doing it at line speeds too. So that's another yes. thing, which is yeah. there's there's no impact to performance. Everything is out of bound and it's off. Everything's out of band. But the yeah. other thing about ExtraHop is that you've got these 100 gig packet brokers. So you can actually capture data at 100 gig rates and then deliver the analysis up. We've talked about that in other shows that we've done with you over the last year or so about just exactly. how fast that stuff goes. So the, one of the interesting things here is a lot of people will say, oh, well, I wonder how far that scales. And one of the big things about ExtraHop is this is what they do. They don't do anything else. If you're in a data center and it's a data center that you run, you can actually do this on 100 gig interfaces and capture at line rates. Keep in mind that at 100 gig, you're talking about nine nanoseconds between packets as they come off the 100 gig. So you really need to have a sound architecture. This isn't sampled. This is full line rate captures if you want it. Right. And full state reassembly at speed. So as you mentioned, there's other podcasts where we go into the specific architectures of it, but that's one of the strengths of having that network analytics background, being able to pull the the Mm. packets off the wire, reassemble into that, that structured wire data at line speed. Yeah. And in terms of positioning, uh, it, it sounds like you're positioning this for internal east-west traffic as opposed to out in a DMZ looking at inbound or outbound traffic. Is that correct? Exactly. It's really the main blind spot that most organizations and security teams are worried about, which is as more and more of my internal traffic between my clients and servers and what's going on in my environment and the different components of my applications are going dark, how do I have visibility into what's going on? So that's the primary use case. And again, that goes back to, yes, and we can get access to the perfect forward secret C keys as well. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, well, that about wraps it up for time. But thank you, Tom, for this really interesting conversation about encryption and more importantly, decryption. Uh, if folks are interested in getting more information, where would you send them? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. The first thing I would focus is point people towards our demo. It's a live demo of real product. And that can be found at extrahop.com slash demo. And the second is a 30-day free trial of our cloud reveal X. And that can be found at extrahop.com slash free trial. All right. Thank you. Uh, and for more information, there's also extrahop.com slash packet pushers. Why not hit all three? Thanks for listening. You can find this and many more fine, free technical podcasts along with our community blog at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at packetpushers. Find us on LinkedIn, like us on Facebook, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.